The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Patti Boulay is a singer, actress and artist who rose to prominence after winning New Faces back in 1978. And she's on the line with us here just now. How are you doing today? I'm really good, Toby. I have to say you look really bright and cheerful. Thank you. So do you. Now, there's a pretty funny story, isn't there, about how you ended up auditioning for Hair back in those early days. Back in those early days is a good description of it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a crazy show in London. I mean, it was um, called Hair, okay? It was sort of like um, a big statement for hippie movement around the U.S., and I guess Europe. And this show had opened in London, but when it opened, I was still dodging bullets in Africa. Wow. <laughs> because um, we were, my country was in a civil war. You know, so I was caught um, for a short while, thank God, in the, the firing line, as they say. And uh, and then I came to England um, simply because my parents sent me um, to London on holidays to stay with my sister while I decided um, career path. My first choice was to be a nun. Mm. So that was what earned me a break to decide. And I came to England and um, I was just on a bus, actually going past St. Giles Circus. When I saw what looked like Madame Tussauds, it was um, a big head of rainbow colored, big head of hair with hair, rainbow colored hair. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that must be Madame Tussauds because that was the look of Madame Tussauds in those days. Yeah. There was this lady's head with rainbow colored hair. So I, I and there was a long queue <laughs> and the building was a, a rounded front okay Madame Tussaud has a bit of white paint on it I didn't remember but I remember the round front big head with rainbow colored hair and long queue wow. so I thought oh that must be Madame Tussaud I got off the bus and I joined the queue two hours later I found myself at an audition <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy and uh when they talk about destiny, yes, because anybody else would have turned away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, it's not Madame Tussauds, so I wasted my time. But I just thought, well, I've been here two hours, so what do I do to get in? So he said, it's an audition. So I said, okay, how much is the audition? <laughs> and he said, um, no, you sing, you don't pay. You've come to sing. And I thought, oh, for goodness sakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know actually, my first reaction was, this is amazing. That's all I have to do to get in? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's thing. He said, yes, I thought this is fantastic. You know, I mean, where, where do you get anything for free? Yeah. Exactly. So I got in and I, everybody was singing the same. Oh my gosh. They took us in three or four at a time. And as you're waiting in the green room, you can hear other people auditioning. And they were just singing the same songs. I mean, to me, it was weird yeah. because I, I didn't know anything about the show. No, the fact that everybody else in my queue, in my long queue, dressed strangely, really. Yeah. It, really mattered to me I just thought okay that's their choice of dressing I don't mind I never judge how people want to you know but to sing the same songs I just thought whoa hang on so when it was my turn I went on stage and the director a voice from the dark said okay what's your name I give my name and he said are you a member of equity I said what's that and the whole <laughs> they just they just they was big he I think like he said he said they just thought a, a, I was a comedian <laughs> yeah, she's got to be a comedian She's dressed like she's going for an interview in a bank yeah. <laughs> and she's come for an audition with hair. Anyway, so what happened was, you know, he's, uh, they, I said, I'm not, a, you know, I don't know what equity is. And they said, OK, what are you going to sing for us? I said, I didn't come to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was they, they. He said that that was it. She didn't come to sing, and so the MD said, "Oh, come over here." He said, "Do you know any songs?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "What songs?" I said, "The Sound of Music." He said, "The Sound of Music." Said, yes. He said, "Okay, what key?" I said, "I don't know. Play it." <laughs> you know, all these questions. And so he played it, and I sang "The Sound of Music" in my best Von Trapp voice, and I got the job. Wow! <laughs> it was amazing, Toby, because yeah. they they were looking for a soprano because they had. This um the Krishna, you know, um Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, yeah. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. And they were looking for a soprano voice. And mm-hmm. everybody else was singing, When the Moon is in the Seventh House was the most popular song, I think, in the show. Yeah. And um, I just came in and hit the highest notes. And they had seen, he said he had seen, they had seen over two thousand people just trying to look for someone who So that's destiny, right? Yeah. What was your reaction when you found out you got the job I mean did they tell you there and then or was no. it a case of hearing oh, back later oh gosh I you know they finished and they you know said okay thank you and I thought yeah what a weird day <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and I was telling my sister this surreal day I have had you know sightseeing yeah and we were just laughing about it you know <laughs> He didn't know anything about hair either. And uh, the phone rings and they want me to come and see them because I got the job. I thought, excuse me. Mm. So my sister said, go, go, go and find out what it is. And so I did. But I remember going and seeing the show and I thought, whoa, Toby, just imagine. I have just come from a convent. I was going to be a nun. (laughs) They had a nude scene. Oh, I can't tell you. It was I just went, oh, no, 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 no. I said, this, my mother will shoot me over the phone all the way from Africa. <laughs> it's such a crazy story. You could make a movie about it. Well, I, no, it was just the funniest thing. When they, <laughs> you know, the first time, um, actually, my husband, we've been married 47 years, but the first time he actually, you know, th- heard this story told by Paul Nicholas. You remember the, the well, you were Paul Nicholas <laughs> was the 
director of the of the show and they did this is your life for him so they invited me because apparently you know i was the weirdest audition <laughs> ever and uh, that was when i heard it my audition from the other point of view and it was quite funny <laughs> I thought they were weird they thought i was weird <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get to visit madame two swords in the end no i'm <laughs> worried about what will happen <laughs> i don't know where i'll end up if i went to madame two swords the audition itself was an accident but prior to that had you had any ambition to be an actress or a singer or something like that no because I, in my country there was no tradition for that it was still seen seen as vagabonds and strolling minstrels okay and i i did play roles in school plays but oh for goodness sakes and we had we danced um i met <laughs> i went to see river dance lord of the dance and i met michael flatley he invited us stage okay and i told him funny story i said to him if you can imagine a bunch of african children trying to do what you just done <laughs> <laughs> i said that was our link with show business you know so we, we kind of as you know it's like doing you know plays at school yeah in, in your nursery school that was really the extent of my experience up to then an interesting fact about you is that you were born in a taxi <laughs> you dug that one up did you yes you know? <laughs> i know but Okay, Toby, look at it this way. I was a seven of nine children. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad my mother went all the way to seven. Not just seven, the eight and the nine. But, you know, so I've always said to myself, seven has, has got to be God's favorite number. Well, my mother was, we lived at that point when my mother was pregnant with me, we lived in a place called Asaba. Mm. This river Niger that breaks up Nigeria into three places. Okay. Asaba is right on the estuary. So you have to cross like the river to go to the hospital okay mm. the river is a mile literally a mile long and there is a bridge that had that was built by the british to cross the river to the other side of nigeria and so my mother went into labor got into a taxi was on the ferry crossing the other side but she never made it to the other side because i arrived one in time i don't know what's going on but i need to get out of here yes desperate <laughs> to get out in the world yeah please it has always been the story of my life <laughs> yes. I mean, is that a kind of metaphor for maybe being on stage and things like that? You want to get out there and show yourself. And that's what happened when you were born. Actually, Toby, to be honest with you, until I remember when my mother saw me on stage, um, I was playing Carmen, which is a years mm. later. And she said, of all my children, you are the last one I expected to see like this. Because I was very quiet, very tired, very shy. You know, um, it was hard to at me would you believe <laughs> aren't you glad you could get away we said my goodness of all my children she was the least outgoing mm. so to be honest i don't think it was i don't know like i said destiny but in being quiet i i learned a lot about life instead of expressing my opinion or trying to when i was little being quiet meant that i listened to adults i listened to people around me i observed my mother always said that she said i was always quiet but when I came out with something it was quite shocking because nobody <laughs> had realized how much I had observed <laughs> you know so um yeah I think I think my early life prepared me for show business I didn't know that because it wasn't on my radar at all and what would you say are your recollections of those early days of show business it was 
for endurance, incredible training for discernment, incredible training for understanding of the of human nature. Because on my 17th birthday, the company baked a cake of marijuana. You, you see, I, I really, I wasn't into the drug thing. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. And they spent their energy trying to see me stoned once. Yeah. And on my birthday, they baked a cake of marijuana and then they laced my champagne with LSD. It was a great lesson in not trusting what you see. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, uh, luckily for me, I was stubborn enough. You see, what they didn't know what I, was that I had survived a genocide. I, I didn't speak about it because when I was growing up, um, we were told that careless talk kills. And so I've just come from that. And and I wasn't about to let anybody know anything about my life. They just saw this 16-year-old that didn't smoke, drink, didn't want, quote, fight for freedom, which I thought was a stupid, stupid idea, incidentally. And that's what they saw. But what I saw was a lot of adults behaving rather badly and stupid. Uh, that's what I saw. But just stupid adults with games, dangerous games. Um, yeah, just stupid adults. Because how do you la lace the drink of somebody who's never drank or even taking any kind of drug with LSD. So I didn't drink it and I didn't eat the cake. I think it's probably because either because I have an incredible guardian angel or because I was very stubborn and I don't mind standing on my own. Never have. I'm not a proud pleaser. Yeah. So I've learned that was my experience, my earliest show business. How did you find out eventually about the cake and the drink? Did you just work out because nobody else went near it? No, no, no. It was said as a joke. Mm. Within a few days, you know, somebody told... They were always stoned out of their minds anyway. So <laughs> they were careless in their talk and careless in their, you know. And somebody said, oh, they just wanted to see me stoned and, you know, my reaction to LSD. I thought, good heavens. And I went to, you know, read up about LSD. LSD because those days we didn't have Google and all of that. And yeah. I thought, wow, I thought this is, but this was not a joke. This was pure wickedness. And so I just, um, yeah, I'm in show business, but not of it. It's the best way to put it for that reason. And then the fame as well. How did you cope with that early on? When this fame broke, I did a program called New Faces and I only went on New Faces. Now the public didn't know this. I only went on New Faces because I just lost one of my brothers in a plane crash and I mm. couldn't get home for two weeks. And so, you know, my fiance at the, well, boyfriend at the time said to me, well, you might as well do this program. I mean, are you going to sit here and just get deeper and deeper into a state of darkness? And I thought, yeah, who cares really? I'll do it. And that's why I went on the program and then I went home for the funeral after the program. By the time I got back, it had been aired and had yeah. taken the country by storm. I was totally ignorant of this. So when I arrived at the airport, there were so many photographers and I wow. thought, oh my goodness, I must have Mick Jagger or somebody behind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kept going, who are they photographing? You know, uh, some of the... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Photographer said it was quite funny because they all they got a lot of back of my head. <laughs> but, I mean, to be honest with you, I've, I've really got to be honest with you. Um, it's sad to say this, but the fame didn't mean anything. I would have given it all up to get mm. my brother back. And so that was, for many years, it was just, um, I saw it that way. I saw it that way. And it, it enhanced my faith, I must say. After my initial anger with God, it's kind of strengthened my faith because I decided that money is not of fame must not be instead of life I don't want I don't want to lose another loved one if that means being famous mm. I would give up the fame any day the drop of a hat to have my loved one safe so you know the fame to me was just it, it was it was like a promotion at work yeah. really. it's, it's, it's promotion and now all these years later I'm thinking to myself okay what was it all about anyway what can you use it for that's that's what my thought is now is what were you I actually Toby I have never said this before I have a friend who is his holiness Radnath Swami he is the head of the Hindu Krishna religion would you believe that whoa thank you I saw him two weeks ago and we were sitting at dinner private dinner there's just eight of us and I sat I was sat on his right hand side and and he said to me, asked me a very good question. And he said, now, how are you getting on in this industry of yours? I said, your holiness. <laughs> I said, your holiness, you know, the thing, the trouble I have with this industry, I am in it. Yeah. I can't get to be part of it. I cannot, no matter how hard I try. I can't have this thing about, oh, I'm famous. I can't have. And he said to me, didn't the Lord Jesus say, be in the world, but not of it? And I thought, oh, I suppose that applies to show business too. 
<laughs> but yeah. and, then, and then I said to him, but your holiness, what is it all about? And this very wise man said to me, it's all about God giving you a voice to use for him. Wow. I tell you, I it was like, okay, it's the, like the next stage in my life. And I said to him, I am trying to do that. I said, I have been trying to do that. And I said, thank you for confirming that because now I know I'm in, on the right path. I have no desire to go on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. They have yeah. asked me seven times. I have no desire for kind of fame. I joined, when I joined show business, I looked at it as something that brings, I looked at it as a public service. Mm. Okay. I, I saw myself as a public servant in that no matter what I'm going through, my job is to put that aside and enhance the life of somebody else. And so that was, that has always been my view of show business. And now I am so glad for the internet because you can vlog, you can TikTok your ideas, you can promote. I tell you what, I, I've just, my son introduced me to a man called Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And I have watched his videos. I'm still watching his videos, about to read his book. And I'm thinking this man is doing what I want to do, what I have been trying to do. I mean, people I, on LinkedIn say to me, you are so brave to talk about suicide, to talk about mental health. I said, why is it brave? We're mm. losing our young people to this madness. And you think it's brave to talk about it? I am a mother. I'm a grandmother. And then my son says, mommy, you should read and watch Jordan Peterson. And I started watching him. And I'm telling you, I am so enamored of this man i can't tell you have you heard of jordan peterson yes of course yeah. canadian psychologist yes i had never heard of him and i my son pointed me to him and i i just i'm going to read his book and then i'm going to get in touch with him and go i'm sending you so much hug yes <laughs> seriously <laughs> And I said to him, I'm sending you so much hug from a mother and a grandmother. That's my future thing, yeah. Yeah. And looking back on your career, what would you say you are most proudest of? If it's not the fame. What I'm proudest of is to have been, oh my gosh, this. I am boasting of this, not of my doing, mm. but of God's doing. I was one of 12 people on the steering committee of Her Majesty the Queen's Golden Jubilee. Wow. Thank you. I just thought, <laughs> okay, nothing can beat this now. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> it, it, that was me I'm like I'm done now where's the next challenge father in heaven tell me that really and I met her majesty the queen our late queen 12 times wow. and yeah I, I mean come on I do, that has to be in my career that is and then I went to Jordan to sing at um next to the king Hussein at you know Prince wow. um, um, Hassan's birthday I mean it was wonderful it, it's just I have had a blessed life yeah. and of course Michael Jackson as well who oh I adored MJ and I sang at I went to Los Angeles to sing at his 45th birthday it doesn't get bigger than all of that it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't. and speaking of royalty you're descended from a Nigerian tribal king right yes it's not the same thing as British royals the British royals still exist and they have it's like a firm yeah okay it's it's, it's like a family and it's, it's a business like a family business really but ours my my grandfather, who was the king, was murdered, unfortunately, by his best friend, and his throne was usurped. And then, you know, my grandmother was sent into to abject poverty. I mean, she took her children ran for her life. Um, so, yeah, but what does that mean anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people, somebody says to me, I'm a prince. I said, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention 
that you received an OBE from the king. Yes, I actually absolutely adore Prince. Oh, I absolutely adore <laughs> Charles. He, yeah. I met him. I was twenty-one at the time. He was twenty-three, I think, or twenty-four.、Mm. Absolutely charming. I adored him. But him, I have met. I've met the king over twenty times. Wow. No. <laughs> what? What? You know, I, it took me a few days.、Uh, first of all. After we lost Her Majesty the Queen, who to me was gosh like a grandmother. It was like losing her、yeah. grandmother.、It、wasn't just a monarch. It was there was something about the woman, you know. I I don't know what it is. And after losing her, which I was just in state of shock for for weeks,、yeah. then I suddenly thought, wait a minute! I got my OBE from the King of England, <laughs> and I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> 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 It's wonderful. So exciting. Certainly, you met the king twenty times. That's、Over、probably、time. more than Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak <laughs> so far. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, I. But don't forget, Toby. They've only just started.、Yeah. I've been in the industry for fifty-three years and counting. You know, so they can't compete with that. Come on, age before beauty, for goodness' sake. Yes, and are <laughs> you still performing live these days and working in the industry? Yes, I am. I am because okay. I tell you what. I I actually spent eighteen years. I I in a sense it wasn't a retirement, but I just decided I had to bring up my children. I had to be there for them while they were going through difficulties. And then I decided to help many charities. I learned about charities. I started my own charity, built five basic healthcare clinics in Africa and a school、wow. with Prince Harry's charity in Africa. And then I thought, okay, um, actually it was ex prime minister. Sir John Major, who said to me, "Young lady, I think you should just go back and do what you love doing, what makes you happy." And so I did, and I went back to singing, and I did a Billy Holiday show, which I always wanted to, Billy Holiday songs, but I didn't want to do like a tribute. And I thought, okay, I'll use it as a form of telling stories about my life. And so I、yeah. did. Then after that, I did Aretha Franklin, which is totally different because Billy Holiday was blues and dark. I had to find humor. And Billy to just for entertainment sake, and but you know Aretha Franklin was like girl power. <laughs>、mm. <laughs> and I thought, oh okay, so I had to find humor in that as well because I'm not a girl power person. And then there is that now I decided I was going to. Well, I didn't decide. Everybody said to me, "You've got to do a Diana Ross. You've got to do a Diana Ross." And I thought. Michael Jackson. Actually, I should have dedicated this show to MJ because every time he saw me, he would go, "Ain't no man in hell, you know." Stop it! He said, "Daddy, there's got to be a throwback." Be a throwback. You gotta be related to Miss Ross. I'm thinking I'm not related to her. I met her many years ago. But anyway, I I am now doing a show called I'm Coming Out. It's a great title、yeah. for telling the story of my life. And I use the songs of the Supremes. It's quite fun, you know, Diana Ross and the Supremes. And I sing Puccini, Nelson Dorma. Wow. I, yeah, I sing one of Bessie Smith songs, Etta James songs, and you know, it's just an eclectic mix of music. Just something people. Know and in between, I tell stories of my life. Funny ones, sad ones. Nascent Dharma. I don't think I'd have expected that. I know. 
I tell you what, okay, this is what I tell my audience, so I might as well tell you. This is how it came about. I was doing Aretha Franklin, and um, I, I, put, I went on Facebook because I read somewhere that she had recorded about 300 songs, okay, and had so many hits. So I thought, gosh, where do I start? I was never a big fan, I've got to say. Neither am I a big fan of Miss Ross, but mm. they have incredible music. So anyway, so I, I went on Facebook and said, could you send me your favorite, you know, to win two tickets, send me your favorite Aretha Franklin songs. And if you have the 17 songs I need that I, I, I've chosen to sing, you can win two tickets. Ness and Dorma kept coming up. And I'm going, what is wrong with people? <laughs> Ness and Dorma? Pavarotti? And I, I'm going, okay, I'm glad people are getting colorblind, but this is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aretha Franklin and, and Pavarotti. And, I get, and then finally I went, this is, they're having me on. And I decided to Google and I thought, no way! She sang Ness and Dora? <laughs> and then I thought, okay, this is a challenge. So I went and learned Ness and Dora. Wow. It always gets a standing ovation when I sing it. How does it compare to Pavarotti? Is it done in the same way with the last note like that? Or is it more poppy? No, no. It's exactly, you know, and sometimes I shy away from bastardizing sounds, that, you yeah. know, unless you can really get it right. I think it's quite insecure sometimes to try and get a song. People say, oh, I'm doing it my way. Well, if you can't sing it, leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I admire people, but that was for me, it was a challenge to try and sing it classically. And I, you know, it was another part of my voice I developed very well. So yeah, I'm really pleased. Yeah. I'm pleased with that I did that. And what else is coming up for you? Any more exciting projects? Yes. Okay. Um, I am going to, I've taken, okay. One thing I am these days and have been for 12 years, it's a visiting teaching fellow at Middlesex University. And I also give lectures. I've given lectures off the university, Birmingham University. So I decided that I'm going to take, I have my own academy called Bipada Academy. I decided to take my teaching online. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. It's technical things that hold holding me back, but I'm hoping my children will help me. Um, but I want to take like my public speaking, confidence, focus, um, the way of doing life. I, I had a series um, called Life with Patty Boulay, which I'm going to start again. And um, it really, it's just... It's just bringing, building people's confidence. I have to say, and it's not because you're a young man, but my my drive in the last 15 years has been to do something for young men. Yeah. The next generation, because everything is about girl power, girl this. I think it's, you know, it gets me really angry mm. because I think the young men are being disenfranchised, you know? And, um, and so that's why I love Jordan Peterson, I'm afraid. Yes, absolutely. I love him. I'm, I can't wait to get to meet him if God allows because I'm telling you oh I won't let go of him yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much seriously I know he's a lot of people dislike him but then a lot of people are living in darkness anyway yeah well where are we able to keep up to date with you and find out all about your projects well, I tell you what, you can go on pattyboulet.com and everything is there when I can update it. <laughs> <laughs> but literally the links are there. Please, everyone, forgive me. I am heading for my 70s, you know. I am mm. learning to keep up with technology, but it's all there on my website. I actually update my own website. Nice. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great to talk to you. God bless you, darling. Thank you for having me on your show and I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Great questions. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Boll Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bollandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.